Hello and welcome to the Number My Day for Men podcast, where we discuss all things man and God. I'm your host, DC. Join us in the fight for manhood God's way. Please welcome today's guest, Larry Chamberlain III. Larry is a retired Air Force vet and a retired information tech specialist, also known as a computer guy for the U.S. Navy. He is a man of God that has decided to share his story with us today. How are you doing, Larry? Oh, I'm doing fine. Tell us a little more about yourself. Well, I'm uh, recently married. Um, I have uh, seven children and about 18 grandchildren (laughs) and many more on the way. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you like to do with your days? My days is, uh, besides praying, um, also music. Nice. I'm involved in music and I'm still involved in computers. Hmm. What, What kind of music do you like? I'm into Christian music and jazz, Christian nice. jazz. Yeah. yeah. Tell us why you came to uh, share your story with us today. Well, I've been praying about this. Sure, I want to share with you today is my story began 37 years ago. I was in the military on my way to my next assignment. And on my way there to my next assignment, which was in uh, going from Victorville, George Air Force Base, to Lowry Air Force Base, Colorado. On my way there, my car broke down, and I, while it broke down, I stopped to take a, a nap, and a blizzard came and buried the automobile in snow. Hmm. And I guess it, was a, it took about 12 hours later after that, I got out of my vehicle. Noticed, so did you have to dig yourself out? Um, no, not really. I think there, a snowplow had come along oh. and and uh, moved away a lot of the snow. So I noticed that I that my one of my feet was turned on the side and I could not turn it back. Oh wow! So I knew I was in trouble. Hmm. So I got up uh, out of there and walked about a mile and a half to a gas station. There in uh, I was in New Mexico, Ratoon, New Mexico. And asked them to, you know, call an ambulance because things weren't looking right. Mm. And so they did that. It sent me to a hospital. The hospital called the military in Colorado, and they sent a helicopter to pick me up Mm. to take me to Fitzsimmons Army Medical Center in Colorado. After that, it was discovered that I had third-degree frostbite, gangrene, and spiking temperatures of over 120 degrees. Oh, wow. What was going through your mind as that was happening? I was asking God, okay, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, During that time, uh, my mother had called the hospital. I don't know how she got it, where she got knew that I was even there. But she told me that I was going to lose both feet, but I would not die. And after that, they said they had the spiking temperature, so they couldn't do any surgery. They had notified my dad, and he in turn notified my neighbors, because we were good friends with our neighbors. One of them was a newspaper person, Hmm. and she in turn put an article in the Thousand Oaks paper, and uh, that story was picked up by the Los Angeles Times and broadcast across the planet. Wow. So that's where it began. How long were you in the hospital, or I should say, 
were they able to operate? How long did it take? Well, they once they got my temperature down, the the uh, my feet were the color of my black shoes. They were four times that size, and there was no circulation. Wow! So they had to notify me, and they notified my dad that they were going to amputate both feet. Hmm. So during the surgery, uh, my heart stopped. So I did die on the operating table. I knew that something major had happened because there was a light in front of me. Mm. And the Lord speaking to me, saying that you are not your time to go yet. You have a mission. I didn't know, but he didn't say what that mission was right away. How old were you when this happened? I was uh, 21. 21 years old. I can imagine was rushing through a 21-year-old's mind. So what happened when you recovered from surgery and then realized your legs were gone? Well, I know that God had a plan because all mm-hmm. things come together for good. So I said, okay, Lord, this is it. What do you have for me? The hospital decided to uh, send people to visit me that were amputees. All of them were on crutches and wheelchairs or any of that kind of stuff. I told my brother that I would be home in two months. <laughs> but I got things to do. <laughs> and that almost two months to the day. Wow. And I told him that. Wow. I remember uh, the surgery was in February. By the end of March, I was walking without crutches. It's amazing. On both feet. Uh, matter of fact, the hospital has the rounds where all the doctors and the interns walk around and visit every patient. Mm-hmm. So they visited me, visited the rest of the ward. And just as they were about to walk out the door, I got up and walked over to them to ask him another question. <laughs> they did not know that I was walking. The entire floor, of course, everybody screamed and <laughs> hollered and clapped and all mm-hmm. that because everybody thought I was dead. They thought you weren't going to recover from nope. this? He said there was no way. That, in fact, the chaplain gave last rites. They sent the chaplain in to give me last rites oh, and my told goodness. my father that. And I already knew what the outcome was going to be. And so did my dad because I told him that mm-hmm. my mother had called. So how has this impacted your life, having this happen to you at such a young age, at 21? Well, I see myself as a story of hope a message of hope to everybody that, yes, you can survive a major traumatic thing. They, the hospital, particularly the Veterans Administration, told me I would have five years to live. How old are you today? I will be uh, 60 in August. So 39 years later. Yeah. What are some struggles that you've had to overcome? I would think the uh, pain. Oh. Because wearing artificial limbs, that's what they fitted me with mm-hmm. for uh, at least 30, over 30 years, was pain. Wow. And a lot of that had to do with inflammation mm. coming in. So learning how to deal with that, they upgraded my prosthetics. And how do you feel today? Oh, I feel very good. The pain has been gone. Just got brand new prosthetics uh, about two months ago. I'm adjusting to those, because, but they are a lot lighter. They're nine pounds lighter. Mm. So my message to everybody is don't ever give up. God is on your side. Amen. It's amazing just hearing what God has done and what God is doing. 
Oh, yeah. Just to think of the fact that you were given five years, that you were told, oh, you might live five years. And Mm -hmm. 39 years later, we're talking. Yeah. Almost 39 years later. (laughs) (laughs) You know, while I was in there, when I was first walking, Channel 2 News got the word. So they came and did some interviews. And they came to my bed to interview me, and I was not there. Because... I was walking up the hallway when they found me. (laughs) My brother was watching at that time. Even the famous broadcaster Walter Cronkite did my story. One of the blessings that I saw God do was um, when CBS News broadcast my story, thousands of people came to visit me, and they brought food. My whole room was filled with food, clear to the ceiling. And the staff asked me, what do we do with all this food? And the Lord told me to tell them to send all the food to the local food bank because they had run out of food. And also to give the employees there some of the food because they some of them are, are starving. And so I was glad that Lord really blessed a lot of people. And I had to tell people, stop bringing the food (laughs) and take it to the food bank so they could help the rest of the city. And what happened to you has changed some policy in the military. Can you speak about that? Uh, Yes. Someone had written um, to the Congress. And so Congress was looking at uh, writing a bill to keep me in the service. The Congress asked, of course, how was he doing? And so the commanding general had to come visit me all the time uh, to make sure that everything went right. Normally when people are amputees, they they put you out of the service back then. So they were going to submit a bill to Congress to, to allow me to stay in. Now one thing that has changed is that the military no longer just puts the amputees out. They will retrain them to stay in so they can retrain them and use them because they realize that they have spent thousands of dollars on these individuals and that they could continue to use them. In 2013, right before I retired from the Navy, the Navy had hired an Air Force uh, sergeant, and I told him my story, and he's the one that said to me, oh, because of you, they now have uh, resource centers across all the bases, 800 numbers set up so that if something similar happens, they can call that number to get help. So has amputation of your legs held you back any in in life? No. No, it has not. As I said, I did my time with the U.S. Navy, pretty much a trailblazer, because they had never had an amputee do what I was doing, working with all the... uh, I was their uh, mainframe uh, operator, so that's mounting the tapes on the equipment, Also, uh, I managed all of the uh, PC networks on the base. What is the the best advice you've received? I have a a friend who is a billionaire now. His name is Stephen K. Scott, famous Christian author. And his secret to success was ask God what he wants and give it to him. How has that advice impacted your life? God asked me to retire from the U.S. Navy. 
told me to retire. Not asked me, told me to retire. Closed all the doors so that I would retire. And I think without doing that, I probably would not be sitting here talking to you. (laughs) 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 Because a lot of things happened right after that. So how has your commitment to Christ, your walk with God, impacted you throughout your career? I have a gift of faith. So that has been very, very strong. And I have seen prayers answered all the time. Doesn't matter what it is. For all my children, I have seen prayers answered. Even with the computers, prayers answered. Ask God about it first before you do it. Kept me out of trouble. And my my goal is to my goal is to keep my boys out of the penitentiary. I did a lot of heavy praying about that. So what advice could you give us for being godly men, being committed to God's word? I would say stay committed. The enemy is going to try his best to stop you, throw everything at you. But God is for us. Who can be against us? Thank you so much for joining us today. Any questions or comments, please email me at dc at numbermyday.com. And visit us at numbermyday.com to find out what we're all about and to join us in the fight for manhood God's way.